Hello and welcome to I Spit on Your Grades, the results episode for our favourite childhood horror. It's me, as always, Mercer, joined by my beautiful, beautiful co-host, um, Foxy Fay. Yo. And Cocky Chris. Cocky as in confident or Cocky as in pe- he's all about penisy. Penisy. <laughs> yes, penis there. The amount of people who should call Chris, you're a cock. So <laughs> you really shouldn't let your mum talk to you that way. <laughs> How are we both? We're doing fine, thank you very much. How are you? Fabulous, yeah, not bad, you know. Plodding along as you do. Good weekend. Uh worked. So nice. no. <laughs> No, not at all. I had quite a sedate weekend. I didn't work. I I chilled yesterday and watched Uncle Peck ahead, which was not too bad. Demon going on tour with a punk band. So add punks, add a demon, add over-the-top gore. So it ticked a lot of my boxes. It's fun. I'd recommend checking it out. It's on Now TV, I believe. I watched an episode of Don't Tell the Bride, like I do from time to time. And it astounded me because it's well into its series by now. And yet the mother was still upset that her daughter wasn't going to get her dream wedding. And it's like, well, if you want your daughter to have your dream wedding, pay for it. Don't sign up to a TV show where it's out of her control. And I was just a bit like, you know. Uh, I've not been up to much. I've caught up on um, a few films. I wanted to catch up on, so I watched Necrotronic, which um, is a one that was on at Fright Fest um, a few years ago. Um, and I didn't watch it then because I thought it looked a bit like just a, an amped up version of R.I.P.D., which I also didn't watch when that played at Fright Fest. And we did also confirm that it wasn't about sex with dead robots. Yes, it's not about sex with dead robots. <laughs> it's about demons and ghosts, basically. It's all right. It starts off quite good. It's got some like over-the-top gore in it. Um, it does get a little bit boring as it goes on. Um, mm. But that's just it. Might that might be my attention span these days? After like twenty-five minutes, maybe I'm just like done. So I don't know. Yeah, and then I watched um, <clears throat> a film called Dead Again, um, a British zombie alien invasion film. Mm-hmm. Um, which was poor, um, very poor. Um, I didn't enjoy a second of it. It was like Shaun of the Dead meets The Undead, the Australian alien horror film. Yes. Um, and yeah. Both good films. The- Two films that I don't like, though. So, you know, it, it, we're never going to work for me, were it? I'm sure you do like any films. Every time we, every time we talk about a film, I did did not like it, did not care for it. I think that's unfair on Mercer. It's just because he watches a lot of absolute garbage on Prime. I'm sure there's there's stuff he enjoys. He just has that sadomasochistic streak where he'll go and put go oh one star. I'll watch that on Prime, but it's up to him. Fine, marry Mercer. Jeez. We almost did. We didn't. We didn't almost marry. So, yeah. So, that's it for kind of what we've been up to then, I guess. So, I guess. Other than planning as Friday first, um, which is coming up. I've got my schedule locked down now. 
my schedule's only locked down if I can get my discovery screen tickets. <laughs> Which, well, I hope you get one of the 11 seats available, Mercer. Honestly, there were like 16 in one room and now it's down to 10. <laughs> I don't know what they've done, but there's like, why have you taken all my seats away from me? We're going to end up in a stage where we're watching it in someone's living room. Like, all right, you got a, you got a couch on the armchair. Any tickets outside of that is standing. Oh, well. Still, even if we don't get the discovery one-to-one, it's going to be good. Still going to be good. It'll be good to be able to see everyone. It's been a while since Frightfest has gone ahead physically. Oh, we, sh- we should also mention as well um, that before Frightfest, if you want to whet your horror appetite, uh, Mitch Harrod also has a all-day event for Soho Horror Fest on the 14th. Yeah, you'll have to be quick because, as Faye said, it is this Saturday as you're listening to this pod. If you're listening to it after Saturday, then you missed it. What are you doing delaying listening to us? We should have been first on your download list on the Tuesday morning. But if you haven't listened to us at the right time, as we said, Mitch has got Soho running again at the Karma Sanctum this weekend, the 14th. He's got five films which have played various online fests, and he's also got a series of shorts as well that play alongside them. And with everything that he's done for the horror community and everyone in general in regard to keeping spirits up and morale and just being there and offering a place for everyone to catch up and hang out. He is a man who should definitely warrant your support. So if you're in London or you fancy a trip down and you can get there and support him, then please do. But make sure there's tickets available because I'm not sure how many he's sold and it's only a small venue. So the last thing I want is you're turning up and demanding to be let in because we've told you to go. <laughs> yeah, and if you do want tickets, if you go to the Dark Temple website, so darktemple.co.uk, you can order them through there. Oh, I felt like we just did an actual advert there. <laughs> like, oh, look at us. It's all right. We'll, we'll, we're not paid for this, by the way. No, we'll, we'll, tap, we'll tap Mitch up later for, for the Fees. cost of it. It's fine. <laughs> so shall we move on to um, the choices from last week and um, find out what everybody else thought about our, our picks? Yeah, I think that probably is a good place to go. And I'm happy to because the overwhelming support of my pick that won the public vote didn't just win dominated from start to finish oh this is where cocky chris comes from in it there we go that's i was preempting this behavior fair mm-hmm. well let's just see what everyone thought of my pick and see how much they loved it shall we as i scroll through right okay here we go saltier popcorn he voted for Ghostwatch, surprisingly I I was about 16. I was babysitting. I hadn't heard it was fake. By the time the parents had turned, I was white as a sheet and had woken up the baby to keep me company. Never did confess, just said the baby had been restless. I wonder if you made the baby actually watch the programme. Because that's bad babysitting etiquette, if you did. And that kid is probably fucked up now. Traumatised. Uh-huh. Possibly. Maybe I... In some ways, I hope he did. I hope he was that terrified. He just wanted to kill up. Program didn't finish. He's literally just sat the kid there. Watch this. I hope there is a child out there that can't sleep now. Well, yeah. well saying about not being able to sleep, 
Corpse Pride at Noel underscore Kelly. Look at that for a segue. Ghost watch for the vote. Thanks to the latest episode for giving me twisted dreams last night. Damn pipes. So Dan Pipes. Damn pipes. Daniel Pipes. Daniel Pipes, yes. <laughs> Damn. Uh, if you saw Bluetooth, that would I would have made that my Bluetooth name. Daniel Pipes. Damn pipes. Fine. <laughs> we'll move on to Darren and the Skull Gaskill. Because he did mention when the wind blows. He said, when the wind blows, depressed the fuck out of me. I'd already shit myself watching Fred's. I didn't see Return to Oz until much later, and I appreciate why it freaked people out without it affecting me. Ghostwatch, though. Pipes. That ending. The controversy. It wins. Chris, have you just gone through the feedback and just picked the ones that say Ghostwatch is the winner? Or, or what? Because I feel, I feel a bit tight right now. I, I, I'm, re- I'm reading all our feedback out. I'm glad that people do get back into touch or else this would be a rubbish section as we should go straight into the winner. I put out a post saying that I didn't believe that Ghostwatch was as traumatising as When the Wind Blows and I got so many likes on it, but not one voted for it. They thought the like was enough. No, it wasn't. It, thanks. Cheers. Just to appease Mercer, there is one here from Dan Popmatic. He says, Tricky, all three are brilliant, but given the remit of the episode, I've gone for Return to Oz, which is the one that scared me as a child. I watched the others when I was an adult. Boom. So he got some, got some feedback, positive feedback, and I do love Dan. Normally, we would pile in on it, follows. I feel bad every time we do. Um, Why make this episode any different? Come on. I love, I, love the fact, I love the fact that Dan still sticks to the remit of the actual episode when voting. We just sack it off. We just go, so zombie film, flipper. We literally change it to match our agenda in terms of We don't. Of course we don't. I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We do, we do depend on how busy we are that week. because like, I can't watch. I can't watch a new film. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that works. No, we 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 put great great effort into our picks to make sure they match the theme. I do. I, I pick the ones I love. I don't go by anything else. That's you know, just in case anyone's taking this seriously, that's not how this works. Because otherwise, why would have Mercer picked Astronaut's wife? <laughs> oh, <laughs> poor Mercer. Andrew Barron and Mr. Blunderbuss. Ghostwatch all the way for this one. But I'm entirely with Faye on that opening Dan Aykroyd scene in the Twilight Zone. That haunted me for years. I tell you, when it does come round to me going to town on Twilight Zone the movie, I'm going to go to town on Twilight Zone the movie. I'm probably going to have an hour-long segment. And I'm just not going to shut up for that entire hour. No. How entertaining for you two. Like Chris's response straight away, no. <laughs> no. We'll, maybe, no. We'll, maybe, we'll maybe lock you in a room. You can record now. We'll put it out as a special. Okay. Speaking of Mitch earlier, he has come back with his pick. All caps is for Justice for Return to Oz. Beware the wheelers. Bow down the Mombi. Yas, Feruza. He does love his Feruza. He does. Caitlin at Scared Sheepless has to be Ghostwatch. When the wind blows sounds horrifying and Return to Oz is genuinely scary too. So good choices all around. And 
just finally, Dr. Lauren McIntyre nodding off. Very difficult. Ended up choosing Return to Oz. It did legit scare me as a kid. I don't think I've actually seen Ghost Watch. I can, we can now verify, though, that we know that Dr. Yeah. Lauren has actually now purchased and watched Ghost Watch and still, still just as good as she remembered. So I think that would have been another vote towards myself had she actually watched it first. But you, don't, you don't need another vote. You've got them all. You've got all the votes. I want, I've, I've not got all of them. Mercer had some. Someone misclicked on yours. <laughs> Actually, I think I think you had a few. Uh, um, Did I? Yeah, it looks. It just looks like a small percentage. Um, I think maybe like at least five people voted for you. I mean, I I don't care. I I know it's a good film, and I legitimately chose it because it terrified the shit out of me as a child. So that was. That was the assignment. I understood it and I brought it. There you go. You did. Re you read the question. You didn't provide. You didn't just answer what you wanted to. You read the question and provided an answer. I did suitable for it. Thank you, everyone, for your feedback. It is really appreciated, and it does always help when we actually know why people have picked the ones they do. It's always nice to get an insight into why they voted the way they have. I want until one just comes along and says, I don't like Mercer. So vote. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it gonna be me every time that no one likes? You're not here to slap me. You're 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 far away over the other side of the metropolis. I'll do it for you. Thank you. Really? I'm not good at slapping, sorry. No, well rubbish. <laughs> it went even across the face. What's the point? You don't slap people across the face unless you're in a duel. Yeah, if you got leather glove and you, as you say, if you're challenging someone to a duel, that's the only time it's acceptable. Yes. Or in a Spanish soap opera. Or in wrestling. Open hand slap. It sounds great. Looks oh. looks really good. You have to be over the top in wrestling because you've got people in the cheap seats, so you have to have big exaggerated movements. Which is why big slap across the face works. There you go. Little wrestling inside for you there. And basically, so you've already kind of ruined your comment of you only do it in a duel by providing multiple examples of when you don't do it in a duel. So why did you even say that? I'm done with you. Anyway, so that was um that was positive stuff. I think it's now time for the negative. The people who didn't like our choices. Let's balance this out with some hate, shall we? Who have we got to do our one-star? Review today. I saw this scruffy looking bugger outside. Looks like a real hippie. He was not a hippie, sir. No, he was a beatnik. That's right. The beatnik poet that nobody has ever heard of because his name's totally not made up visited and he recorded an intro for us in his beautiful beatnik style, which I think you will all appreciate. The man watches the film. Moving images, projector dreams. He cries, his eyes burn, a childhood lost. The man watches the film, displeased and angry. He screams, Aah! a one star review. He will leave. 
Oh, where can he see good celluloid? Oh, where can he vent his frustrations? Oh, wherefore art thou? Liza Minnelli. The man watches the film. He cries, for he cannot obtain a refund, for he is not John Barrowman. I that never, is powerful stuff, I'm, right? Yeah, I'm never sure with jazz clubs. Do we give them just a polite smattering of applause? Is it wild, wild ovation? Sir, it's, it's clicks. I can't click my fingers. It's something I cannot do. I'm clicking. That was really, really good, Mr. Beatnik. Beatnik? Mm -hmm. Beatnik. Beanick. Beanick Bob. Beanick Bob. Yeah. Beanick Bob. I love that. Yeah. I want it on a t shirt. Maybe we'll get a singer next week. Maybe. We'll see. Well, we'll see who comes along. It's yeah. not a, we can't just plan these things. Whichever singer happens to wander to our door on that day, and if they fancy singing and doing some one star reviews, they're more than welcome to do so. Yes. We can't plan these things. That would that requires some kind of foresight and organization. Which we do not have. Anyway, who would like to go first? I shall go first, as I went first for the main episode, um, as my film is the earliest. Um, there wasn't many one-star reviews for Return to Oz, um, about seven, um, and they, they were either three lines or um, a dissertation. So I've gone for one of the shorter ones. This came from Yankee-13, and it's entitled... Not a good children's film. I found this movie to be very demented and not aimed at children. It was dark, and although the characters were creative, I really don't think dismemberment should be discussed in a children's film. I would not recommend this to anyone. End. <laughs> this is a Walt Disney film. It is obviously aimed at children. I mean, to be fair, the subject matter is dark, and I, I, I said it in the way one in the main episode. I probably wouldn't like advise small children to watch it. Um, but you know, I think kids need to be traumatized now and again. I think kids need to be scared because it builds up a tolerance for these sorts of things for when they get older. I mean, I'm all down for scaring children. It's fine. Um, I would just try to be a responsible adult um, just because, you know, I didn't have responsible adults in my life growing up. And look how I've turned out. Awesome. If, if that's not a PSA, that's... <laughs> <laughs> would you like to go next, Chris? I can do, even though my film was last in time order, but I will wait next anyway, regardless. Like Mercer's, there was not a great deal of one-star reviews for Ghostwatch. Only three. So this one, even this one, is not actually a one-star review, but we'll see that in about two seconds. This comes from PDMB, not IMDB, PDMB. PMDB. Do, 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 do. Exactly. So they start, absolute bollocks. The mark of two out of ten, you're giving it one, but that's fair. The mark of two out of ten represents the score for a programme that tried to be a serious investigation of the paranormal. Let's face it, if you're going to try and convince me that this is a serious paranormal investigation, then you don't have Sarah Green, Mike Smith, Michael Parkinson and Craig Charles as presenters, as well as a lot of obvious actors pretending they're scientists or victims of poltergeists. All we needed was Noel Edmonds. Anyone who thought this was real and was genuinely scared by it is beyond help. 
What scared me was how the BBC could waste licensed payers' money on such crap. I realised when I read Noel Edmonds, I've actually completely misrepresented the fact they didn't actually want Noel Edmonds. It was supposed to be a Saki. All we needed was Noel Edmonds. Where I'm gonna All we needed was Noel Edmonds. Right, okay. Because I was genuinely down for that Noel Edmonds blobby remake of Ghostwatch. I would pay good money to watch Mr Blobby stumbling around the house, falling down the stairs, knocking the kids into the glory hole. Beware Mr Blobby in his glory hole. <laughs> beware, the, beware the glory hole. I love it. Blobby. Blobby. <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, that is the whole point of it. That's the thing. That that was the whole reason it suckered everybody in was because it was familiar faces. Yeah, if they'd have gone, if they'd have gone, oh, we've spent a fortune getting top-notch ghost scientists into the studio, you'd have gone, well, this is clearly bollocks. This this person who wrote this is clearly one of those people who go into cinemas when a twist happens and they go, well, I saw it coming. No, I bet you didn't, mate. I bet you didn't. So, for example, I know someone who said they saw the end of Saw coming because um, they were like, well, it was obviously going to be him the whole time. I'm like, yeah, but it weren't, were it? No one saw that. You dick. There's nothing more annoying than that, especially on Twitter. I had an Inside Number 9 episode where I said, oh, if you guess the twist, you're a liar. And immediately someone came with three seconds. I did. I fucking knew who I were. That was me, right? Yeah, probably. <laughs> it wasn't you. No, it, it was, was a stranger. But just that need to go, well, I'm smart. I knew what it was. Mercer's looking well away. In front <laughs> because I say all the time, oh, yeah, I know that will come in. I saw that will come in. Do you not remember when we saw 13 hours at Fright Fest? And it literally, it started and it panned past the picture. And I turned around to you and went, her mum's the werewolf and that's the end of the film I'm like I've got it from that picture anyone who's looking forward to watching 13 hours is it shouldn't right. <laughs> it just shouldn't. I tell you no, why I don't mind 13 hours I think it's quite fun and it's ridiculous and when they had that weird werewolf thing walking about the fry fest that was just brilliant but um I probably wouldn't advise watching it because <laughs> it's not the best do you want to go on to your written star review then? Uh... Yeah, sure. Let's do that. So mine's not really a review. Um, it's more of a statement. It's, a, I think we said before we started recording, it's more of a LinkedIn advert for someone. Um, and just to be yours too, my IMDb only had two one-star reviews for When the Wind Blows and they jumped straight up to a three. So we even bypassed two. So there you go. This is entitled, This is Not a Very Good Film, original, from Timothy Moen. Now, when I read this, I think you're going to know what career Timothy Moen has chosen, because he will tell you. This is seriously one of the most boring movies I've ever been subjected to in my life. The whole movie, which is approximately 90 minutes long, if I remember correctly, could have been done easily in half that time. It felt like three hours. My history of animation teacher made us sit through this film, which is the only reason I was able to get through it. The animation and designs were pretty lame too, although this is coming from a very mainstream animation designer. The only positive I can say for this movie, which was actually negative, was its use of CGI. 
Some scenes have computer-generated sets which rotate, something that was very new for the time this film was made. In my opinion, however, rotating the rooms was a poor directorial choice. It conflicted with every other artistic aspect of the film. To be specific, the subtlety of the story and animation and the simplistic design of the characters made the rotating room scenes seem very out of place. It was almost like the director somehow had access to this new technology and just threw a couple of fancy shots in there so we could say he used the computer in his film. Really don't see this film. Now, that's not, to me, that's not a comment on the fucking film at all. That is literally just you bragging. Am I wrong? No. It's interesting the way he slides off the animation as well um, and then refers to it being from, like, a certain animator. And that's their, their style. Mm. So it's like, what 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 you expect from an animation point of view. Exactly. Um, yeah. It's just bragging. Um, it's Braggy Braggerson. Cockier yeah. than Chris. Cocky bastard. I'm, I don't mean that because I don't know who you are. Um, I don't know. I don't know why we're shouting that either. But that, that were you, Chris. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> also, that the, the concept of something being out of seeming out of the norm. So the room spinning, not really fitting with the story. The story is about two lovely old people in the middle of a fucking nuclear war. Like, there's a bomb. There's a nuclear bomb. There is no normal anymore. There is none. And do you know what pissed me off more than anything about that review? <laughs> the thing that got me the most, when he goes, approximately 90 minutes or so I recall, He's on IMBD writing a fucking review for a film, and you can just scroll up and see that the film, the time that the film is on for, one hour and 24 minutes. So, why in the peace of Jesus Christ, I don't know what that saying even means, <laughs> did he say approximately 90 minutes? Or so I believe. Like, just fucking look it up. Don't make shit up. How can we believe anything else he said when he's just like flinging, like, oh, possibly this happened? Well, I mean, he couldn't even be bothered to properly review the film, so I think it's a stretch asking him to look at the runtime. Are yeah. you all right there, Mercer? Are you good? Yeah, he's just angered me. You literally adjusted your position to get into attack mode before yes. that run. Yes, because I needed to be able to fling my arms around freely. Um, so anyone who doesn't know me, I, fl I fling my arms and it gets more and more as I get angrier. Also, I get loud, higher pitched, louder. More Yorkshire. <laughs> you do. Um, yeah. Um, and no one ever understands what I'm saying anyway. You're just an angry Yorkshireman. That's what you are. And I'm Get back down here. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, anywho, Beatnik guy's gone, so he can't show us out. Um, fucker. So, should we just move on to who's won? I mean, I. I don't want to say it might be obvious from what people have picked, but should we? I think we probably should, because people on ten hooks waiting. <laughs> it's such a close uh, race. It, yeah, but it could be. We've seen we've seen Chris win the public vote before, and then not win the episode. Exactly, just because the public come down on one side, we've seen them be. <laughs> I'm sure all of us at one point have sat there and watched the public vote come in and go. Oh my God, how they possibly pick that over, over my choice? Mm. But still, so it could be me, Mercer, you, just because the public went for mine. 
our scores are important as well. But let's find out. Bay. Mercer. I spit <laughs> on your grades. Shark, Un shark, horror, horror, shark, shark, horror. It's unfucking believable. Unfucking believable. A TV documentary <laughs> wins for the best children's horror film. Nobody knows what the fuck they're doing anymore. Nobody. I think it's quite believable. <laughs> I think it is because I won, and that's. That's how I know. It's um, I mean, come on, it's been five years since you did, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I know. I, it has been a while since I won. Normally, I just sit there in second. I mean, I'd hate to be the person who has to sit there in third place every week. <laughs> That'd be rubbish. <laughs> oh, what you for there? <laughs> my my pick deserves it. I'm. I feel. I feel attacked by this half. Hearted, lukewarm, congratulations when I put everything in the congratulator. There is no lukewarm, half-hearted congratulations from me. It is a hearty, hearty congratulations because I love Ghostwatch. And out of all three picks, yeah, probably Ghostwatch should have won. <laughs> Fucking hypocrite. She, <laughs> do you know she messages me all the time saying, yours, yours should win, yours should win this, yours is that trailer. Always, always. Um, I'm gonna keep but, you both on side. On an honest level, um, no, congratulations. Um, I, I said it to you when I watched it. I didn't really rate Ghost Watch the first time I saw it. When I rewatched it, I actually did really enjoy it. Um, and I changed my score at the last minute and upped it from what it was because I couldn't stop thinking about it. The thing that makes this a worthy win for Chris as well is whilst we tease him on other episodes saying he's just picked it to get in the public favour, he actually watches, and I can confirm this, being married to him, he actually watches this film several times a month. <laughs> they will literally, I, I, I can't even count the amount of times we've watched Ghost Watch because he likes to watch it all the time. So it is genuinely from the heart his legitimate favourite. Not just one that he thinks might win. No, it's well not. Done. It's not a shining. One film, <laughs> one film that I've picked as a popular choice, which happens to be on my DVD shelf, as one of the films that I love anyway in general. The one film. I know. I'm, I I tease. Why don't you? I'll tell you what, you can, I'll make it you by letting you tell us how the other films got on and what grades we came in at. What a prize! I know, I'm the nicest guy ever. Well, in third place was Fair with When the Wind Blows. Um, it did come in with a grade C, so that's not bad for a third place film, I don't think. I don't think, no. Then Obviously, I came in second, also with a grade C with Return to Oz. Um, but I will, I do need to say this, we were at the very opposite ends of the C scale. 
but it's still a sacred C for both of them. So really, that's and why did you feel it. the need to throw that in? Because I want people to know that Return to Oz did better than when the wind blows. But you obviously did. I came in third. You didn't have to rub salt in the wounds. Just because you've got the figures, figure man. And then obviously, Chris, you came in first place. And this is really, like, it's a little bit upsetting um, because you did get a B, but you were literally one point away from an A. Got it. Deser it would have deserved it. Ghost Watch is an A film. Definitely. It is, it is a film. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not. It's not like. It is not many film. ways it doesn't deserve to be called a film. No. And um and it's and it and it didn't get an A face, so it's not an A film. It got a B, so it's a B film. Just having to say that. Wow, you, you can't just today, it. It's it's fine. I've I've won a hardly deserved win. Although from the feedback everyone else gave, I think they were three great choices and from the scores we gave them and how they got graded i enjoyed all of them first time watch for me for return to Oz and when the wind blows as well love both of them there you go always bringing you something new yeah indeed so i win a round of applause one more time that <laughs> i wasn't holding out for that I was, I was merely going to say because i would i get to pick our next genre choice for the main episode. I've already immediately ro rolled the ideas around my head and it's only fair that I won to give you a chance of, chance of revenge to get your places back first place. And what better way to get revenge than with a best revenge horror? And that will be our next film choice. I'm sure everyone's already got plenty of ideas popping into their head for what they can be doing. I already know mine. Mine's locked in straight off the bat. I have several to choose from. It's going to be hard whittling them down. I think I'm there. I think I'm there. Before that, though, we have the absolute joy of prime scene investigation, which I adore. And this time... Again, I feel it's going to be something truly special as we, me and Faye, are doing a first watch. Mercer, not the first watch for him. That's an 18th watch, I believe, after this. Our random number gen generator has pulled up the Melissa Joan Hart vehicle, Nine Dead, as our prime. Not going too much into it, Mercer, but just a little bit of insight. Why have you watched it so many times? Because I love Melissa Joan Hart. But there are plenty of other films that Melissa Joan Hart is in, surely. I mean, I'm sure I've seen like a million Christmas ones on IMDb. I, I don't love Christmas films, do I? Because this is a different Melissa Joan Hart. I mean, it's the same Melissa Joan Hart, but it's a different Melissa Joan Hart. Is this pre-Christian Melissa Joan Hart? This is a different Melissa Joan Hart. And I keep drawing a heart every time I say a surname, and it's not even spelt like that. I know the reviews for this are uh, murky, <laughs> murky at best. I think this could be one for fans of us going off off on a little bit of a tangent and a little bit of a rage. If you <laughs> if you enjoyed our broil episode, I think there is a good chance you will probably not want to miss us talking about Nine Dead. 
who knows? I've not watched it. I may love it. I may come back completely chasing and saying it's one of the best films I've ever seen. There's got to be a reason Mercer's watched it so many times. There's got to be something in it for him to keep going back. It says love of Melissa Joan Hart. I just remember, um, Fair, you, you constantly remind me of some of the choices that I've made for this show. So, um, you know, you can't, you can't really trust my taste that much. It's very eclectic. <laughs> it's wildly unpopular. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sam, so I guess just leaves us to tell you where to find us, should you want to do so. If you want to follow us on Twitter or Instagram, we're at SpitGrades on both of those. We're at I Spit on Your Grades on Facebook. And should you want to contact us via email, you can always reach us at electricpossums at gmail.com. And if you've enjoyed this episode or any of our previous ones, then please do rate, review and subscribe because we really do appreciate it. And it really does help and makes us feel good when we see people write nice things about us. Well, that's it for this episode then. So all that's left to say is uh, goodbye, I reckon. So goodbye from me, Chris. It's goodbye from me. See they cock? No, no, no! You don't get to say goodbye. I just did in a very Yorkshire way. Fuck you! Bye, everyone. Bye.